And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine, music, and food, and how they all go so well together. You can find past episodes that go live every Tuesday: Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and all of the places, all the fine places that you find find podcasts. Uh, rockandvino.com. Also on social media at Rock and Vino, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Like it, subscribe to it, maybe review it, rate it, and enjoy it and listen to it. Just like us. Please please. like us. Uh, This week, uh, we take a trip back to the Sonoma Valley. We've uh, been, we went to Napa last week. Now we're coming back around, making the trip back around through Napa Valley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, talking about music in, uh, how to to enjoy wine country with wine and music, as as we do here. (laughs) So we have uh, Andriana Duckworth with Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Alliance. Joining us. Hi there. How you guys doing? <laughs> Thanks Hello. for coming in. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in, generally, what do the Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Alliance do? So, the Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Alliance, we are the marketing and trade organization that represents the vineyard entities, growers, wineries, and some associated businesses within the region of Sonoma Valley. And I'm sure that you guys are pretty familiar with Sonoma Valley. Um, It is a region within Sonoma County. Um, We actually represent six of the American viticulture areas within Sonoma Valley. And we have Sonoma Valley, Bennett Valley, Los Carneros, Sonoma Mountain, um, the Sonoma Coast, and the Moon Mountain District. Mm. So that's a little bit about us. And a very important milestone this past week. <laughs> the, the, the bat signal went up. What, <laughs> what happened? We started harvest. We kicked <laughs> off. Easy, yeah, no, the bat no, signal. The bat signal. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. That's mm-hmm. literally how it starts. Somebody, somebody tells somebody, and then you get a call at, you know, early, early in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> it's go time. It's go time. <laughs> Everybody out to the vineyard. Um, we did. We kicked off the 195th vintage in Sonoma Valley. So wow. we're yeah, we are celebrating 195 harvests, which is pretty exceptional because um, we are the birthplace of California wine. Um, we have the first bonded winery in California, which is Buena Vista Winery. Um, but yeah, Friday early morning, about 1 a.m., we you know picked the first grapes out at. Um, about a 14-acre vineyard called Sasaki Vineyards. Tito and Janet Sasaki own that vineyard and have um, for a number of years now. And they picked about, I want to say we had 17 tons of Pinot Noir for sparkling wine that's going to Gloria Ferrer. Nice. Yeah. Now, what what signifies the beginning? How Who makes the call that now it is the beginning? Typically, the so the, the, the way that harvest happens, and I by no means am an authority on viticulture or winemaking <laughs> or enology whatsoever. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, the, the weather definitely is the largest determining factor. And um, we had a bit of a heat, heat spike, um, in case you guys hadn't noticed, <laughs> here, in, here in our region. This is normal, right? Melting. <laughs> um, 
the heat spike helped a little bit just with the progression of things ripening. But typically the way that it goes is that you harvest Pinot Noir and sometimes Chardonnay for sparkling early on um, in the season. The last couple of years we've seen that happen, um, gosh, beginning of August, mid-August. So it's, it's interesting that the harvest season has sort of evened a bit out now in comparison to the last three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, there's a number of different vineyards and growers that produce um grapes for sparkling wine but usually between Sonoma and Napa it's usually the large sparkling wine houses that determine those first picks wow yeah and in terms of wines coming out of Sonoma Valley I think and part of Sonoma charm is that there's so many different kinds but anything what's the area known for Oh my goodness. Well, I think what's interesting is that, and as you mentioned, Mike, um, we're a very diverse region. You know, we have six different AVAs that all have very different climates and topography and, you know, hillside versus valley floor. Um, Carneros, Los Carneros is known for Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Um, Moon Mountain District makes some really killer Cabernet Sauvignons. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some, you know, few and far between found varietals like Petite Syrah and Chenin Blanc, um, you know, at various different, you know, elevations up in the mountains. Um, but we, we, we produce a little bit of everything. And I think that's what makes Sonoma Valley really a desirable place is there is something for everyone, every palate um, across the board, you know. And you guys have um, that beautiful square in downtown Sonoma that has, you know, quite a few tasting rooms around it. So Mm -hmm. it's easy for visitors to come and just kind of like walk around. But then also then, of course, go and explore a little bit farther out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the plaza is a wonderful, wonderful area. There's, um, I want to say, probably know over 25 tasting rooms tasting facilities oh really yeah varying styles and sizes and different offerings but um yeah you you could probably spend two three days just exploring the Sonoma Plaza Mm -hmm. um and then you know there's you know our our territory is really as far north as the Anadel Gap Vineyard if you're familiar like probably 200 feet north of Oakmont. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then as far south as Ramsgate, across from the Sonoma Raceway, as mm-hmm. far west as Matanzas Creek Winery, and as far east as, um, you know, Nicholson Ranch, Gunlock Bunchu, Scribes, so we're over there by Arrowwood Mountain. So there's there's a lot to do. There's a lot to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, something for everybody, as I said before. Oh, it it seems like a, I mean it, it is a large area, but uh, if someone wanted to come in and you know try all these different AVAs, it's they're not so strikingly distant from each other. I mean, you could pull it off oh, and yeah. you know try all these you know very different kinds of wines all within not too far from each other. Not too far from each other at all. I mean, you can like I mean you can be you can be in Kenwood for the first portion of your day and then hit Carneros by the end and have completely different wines, complete different, um, you know, viewing points from wherever, wherever you are at any given time. It's such a beautiful area. Um, it's, yeah, I think my personal favorite is probably some of the more mountainous areas, um, just cause they're a little off the beaten path. Fun to visit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as we do here, <laughs> looking through, uh, <laughs> looking through things kind of through the lens of music. I mean, there's, more and more wine and music experiences around and ways you can kind of 
experience both together. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what does Sonoma Valley offer in oh that uh, in that realm? <laughs> what doesn't Sonoma offer? I think is the question. No, um, you know, I think being that it's summer, this is an exceptional time to visit. One, because obviously people are taking vacations, having a good time, like looking to explore. Um, but there is a really large amount of music and live music and just casual venues to formal venues that you can go and explore. Um, a lot of our winery members, um, Muscardini Cellars, Sebastiani Vineyards and Winery, um, they all have you know live music on the weekends. Muscardini does this really cool um, this really cool thing on Saturdays where they have like a f- different caterer or you know a culinary aspect and then live music and then there's dancing on their beautiful deck um, and if you've ever met Michael Muscardini he is a fantastic wonderful just super ingratiating individual makes <laughs> some killer killer Bordeaux varietals um, so that's really fun Spastiani does food truck Fridays and they've always got live music mm-hmm. um, Pangloss sellers, oh my gosh, they do Pangloss after dark, and mm. they bring in um, DJs. Oh, how fun! Like, yeah, you know, like new emerging DJs to you know some more like notable Bay Area folks. They do that. I want to say it's, and I might need to correct myself. I think it's the third Thursday of every month during the summer. Wow. Um, yeah, just a few, and then there's some you know bigger venues like Beer Cone. They have the Sonoma Harvest Music Festival, mm-hmm. of course, that's coming up in September. Gunlock Bunchoon with um, Wachika, the music festival, which has been huge. They've been around since about you know 2010. That's a gorgeous venue, and they always have some really great indie artists, um, you know, some folk artists. Um, that's been really taking off and always fun to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. <laughs> I, I know I'm. I know I'm missing. <laughs> I know I am. Um, yeah. Now the uh, the area around BR Cone, it seems like it's just rich with musicians. With the the Bruce Cone connection, started BR Cone now with Trestle Glenn, and there was another one you were mentioning with uh, Rich Little, yeah. who has uh, yeah, some musical connections. The Rich Little band, yeah, <laughs> so, right, yeah, right next door to BR Cone is. Um, Little Vineyards Family Winery, Joan and Rich Little, they have their vineyards and their winery there, and their children are involved in the wine business as well. But yeah, Rich has got Rich has got a kicking band. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> we tried to get him to play our, our um, harvest kickoff party last year, and he was booked. He's booked oh up. man, wow. popular yeah, guy. Yeah, they're super fun. They're awesome people for sure. Now, in terms of events coming up, is there anything going on with? specifically with um, some Valley Vintners or in a, um, kind of things to watch out for? Definitely. I mean, just that it's the harvest season. Now is such a cool time to just be in wine country, be in the valley, the smells, just the action, the activity. Obviously, it's a very busy time for growers and vintners, but I would definitely encourage anybody just to take a day trip if they're out of area or locals. I mean, never take never take for granted what we have at our own backyard mm-hmm. <laughs> um being that you know we just kicked off harvest our organization we actually we have this really awesome tradition that we started last year um around the harvest kickoff and so this coming tuesday august 20th at the um 
farmers markets, the certified farmers market that happens on Tuesday nights. Um, we're going to be ringing in our harvest. It's our tradition to ring the ring the harvest bells and mm-hmm. welcome welcome the new vintage. Nice. Um, so yeah, we it's it's open to the community. It's open to it's family friendly. It's you know just really awesome. Come and post up in in the park in the plaza. Bring a bottle of wine and. We'll have wine as well. (laughs) 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 Wines of plenty. Uh Um, But it's, yeah, it's a great way. And they have, you know, I think they have a band this coming um, Tuesday as well. I'm not sure which band it is, but they do. Tuesdays is the party in the plaza? Tuesdays is is the farmer's market, yeah. Farmer's market. I mean, it essentially is a a party in the plaza. (laughs) I I like that. They should coin that for sure. Um, Yeah, that's that's sort of the the up-and-coming for for our organization, but um, we do have, you know, a number of different consumer-facing events that Mm -hmm. we host throughout the year. Um, Our largest event that we have is called Signature Sonoma Valley. It takes place the third weekend of May, so my goodness, it'll be May 14th through the 17th, 2020. Yikes, 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's basically a full weekend of curated, really exceptional wine events. We do vineyard immersions. We have like a collector's dinner where we have just, you know, crazy wines from, my gosh, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, we do a grand tasting event that's hosted at Ramsgate Winery that features, you know, more than 30 wineries, and it's um, a great way to learn more about the terroir of the different regions. We do a big bottle party, um, so it's it's really a cool way to become more familiar with our amazing wines within Sonoma Valley and the region. And for the vineyard immersions, uh, I was just checking that out. Yeah. Is that sort of behind the scenes of a specific winery more so than you might get or what what kinds of things are involved with that definitely yeah the vineyard immersions and i mean they're not just vineyard immersions there's always a tasting component there's always a panel tasting of some kind um and no no two vineyard immersions that we've done or you know host in the future are alike there's always a new site but it's really it's a deep dive into the vineyard that's being highlighted it's a deep dive into the region that that vineyard is within um, usually we have four to five different winemakers that produce wines from that vineyard, um, all varying in style and all varying in vintage. Mm. Um, so it is, yeah, it's definitely behind the scenes. It's something like you've never seen before that you probably couldn't just, you know, come come on a whim and say, ah, I really want to get out in the vineyard. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's definitely a cool experience to learn a little bit more and have that sort of unprecedented time with some of these some of these folks and in some of these hard to reach areas within Sonoma Valley. Now what um, like tips and tricks would you say for people that are coming from out of the area if they want to come during like the really busy harvest season? What? Oh that's a good one. Um, (laughs) Plan early. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Definitely would encourage folks to you know make appointments if there are wineries that require appointments however there is always the opportunity especially if you you know explore close to the Sonoma Plaza to walk in and have a tasting without a reservation um, you know so that's a little more flexible situation but I mean bring your sunscreen because this, time of, this <laughs> yeah. time of year is is a little toasty um, but if I mean if you have the opportunity to you know, if you haven't done it before or you haven't been to the area and seen it during this time, a lot of different wineries 
do harvest experiences mm -hmm. for the public um, where you can either go out and harvest grapes or witness, you know, witness crush or witness pressing. Um, I know Suge, Suge Carneros, the state winery, they do a really cool harvest experience for, mm. for the public. Um, so I would say, yeah, if you haven't been to the area or haven't been in the area for a while, try and capitalize on some of those cool experiences that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, and eat, eat a lot of meat. Eat, <laughs> while you're, eat while you're tasting, you know, like we have so many food programs and pairings and mm -hmm. there's just, oh my gosh, so many tasty, tasty things to have. <laughs> yeah. Now with it being harvest, does that impact the tasting rooms at all? I guess probably not with the bigger wineries, but do, with smaller wineries, does it affect their hours or availability at all? You know, not necessarily. Um, I think, you know, you'll definitely see a lot of the, the smaller productions, the smaller facilities in terms of you know volume and what they produce um, they are hands-on teams like you know we we think it's just that's one of the coolest aspects of coming to Sonoma Valley is you might walk into a tasting room and I mean Sonoma County for that matter you'll walk in the tasting room and chances are you will probably meet the winemaker you'll mm -hmm. probably meet the cellar master or the owner um, the grower you know that's just really cool so Definitely, um, I don't think harvest impacts so much so tasting room hours and availabilities. But you might, you might, you might catch a very sleepy winemaker. <laughs> uh <-huh>. um, <laughs> you might, you might catch somebody you know early in the morning that's like, I'm just ending my day because I've been out since midnight last night harvesting. Um, but I think that's that's a part of like that's a part of the magic and the excitement of it is, you know, you'll probably witness a truck pulling in you know, grapes if it's early enough in the day, or mm -hmm. you'll smell this wonderful, amazing aroma of fermenting grapes, and mm -hmm. you'll see, you know, guys and gals walking around in their boots and covered in purple, and <laughs> it's, it's cool, for sure. <laughs> where does the... Uh where does the grape stomp come in? To do, is that in the vineyard experiences? <laughs> you know, I, and it's so unfortunate. I wish I had a better idea of folks that do a stomp experience. I mean, way back in the day, I mean, the Sonoma County Harvest Festival has done the grape mm -hmm. stomp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was the 2004 third place, third place winner. Not to toot my own horn. Um, you can completely edit that out. Um, but yeah, you know, it's. I think it's so funny. People have this kind of like misconception of like, oh my gosh, we're going to go and stop grapes. And yes, that is, that's something that occurs, but it's usually with like a pneumatic press or it's with like a hand press. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not with your feet. <laughs> it's not always, it's not with your feet. It's not the, like the, the I Love Lucy, um, that one episode. Yeah. It's not, not too similar as that. However, I'm sure there are wineries and folks out there that do like they do that either mm -hmm. like for fun or through like some you know ceremony um kick off to their you know own internal you know harvest date within their own winery but <laughs> yeah usually not with feet <laughs> there's there's other ways there's these other days. ways <laughs> there's other ways less less sticky ways yeah <laughs> Let's hope um, those feet were washed first. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's all getting fermented anyway, so yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's very, very cleanly process. So you were kind enough to bring us a lovely wine. Do yes. you want to tell us a bit about it? Absolutely. So I brought a 2016 Chateau Saint-Jean Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. Um, it's one of their estate vineyards, and they are fantastic producer. Um, just, gosh, 
They're in Kenwood. Um, I'm trying to think of the best landmarker. Um, if you know where Sugarloaf State Park is, mm-hmm. they're just, just my gosh, like a mile south of that. Um, but they are, you know, an incredible, incredible, beautiful winery to visit. Lots of different, you know, options within tastings. Their winemaker, um, Margo Van Stavern, she has been their winemaker for over 40 years now, and she's a bit of a maverick in the area. Um, super, super knowledgeable incredibly talented um so yeah i mean i think it's just one of the one of the great wines that one of the great wines that we do in sonoma valley mm-hmm. we have to uh pour one out for the wines that aren't with us <laughs> one one didn't quite make the trip today but we can at least shout out the winery <laughs> which one oh my gosh <laughs> embarrassingly so i didn't secure the bottle property in my car and i opened the door and it was like that slow motion, oh no, <laughs> watching it, trying to catch it, dropping what you currently have in your hands, and oh. then splat everywhere. Um, but yeah, I know, I'm bummed. Always have a backup, just in case, but it was a 2014 McLaren Syrah, and it was from Bennett Valley, a little vineyard called the Moaveni Vineyard. Mm. up on um, Bennett Valley, up on the mountain. And I absolutely love the brand McLaren. Um, Steve and Heather Law, um, Steve is the winemaker, and they have a really cool facility that they just opened off of Adobe Creek Road up in Kenwood. Mm. So for sure, check them out. It is a gorgeous little tasting house. Um, Steve is incredible, super talented guy, Um, hilarious, super witty. Um, definitely a good experience. So, poured one out, you know, for the for the forgotten <laughs> forgotten wines, so wines, sad. wines of you know today's past. <laughs> now, um, less somewhat wine related, but uh, you mentioned the, the square in Sonoma, and I mean, there's some kind of old standby restaurants there, but it's also always kind of changing. Are there any places you'd recommend to people that they have to hit if they're in Sonoma? Uh, to, to check out. If you haven't been to Sonoma Valley and you haven't been downtown in like the last, gosh, four to five months, um, MacArthur Place was just renovated. Mm. And if you remember um, from, you know, past ago, they had Saddles Steakhouse, mm-hmm. um, which was a staple in Sonoma Valley. But they did this incredible renovation, um, brought some new life to the property and the restaurant that they have on site is Layla and it's really really fantastic it's um sort of a really cool take on I guess Mediterranean fusion if that's Mm. a genre Mm -hmm. of cuisine um but it's delicious their bar is amazing incredible they also serve food there as well um killer hot dog I hear and yeah, a little. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Um, apparently, this hot dog is amazing. Um, just incredible craft cocktails, incredible wine list, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's a gorgeous place to go have a drink, casually pop in, or grab a coffee at the porch. Um, the dinner, the the dinner that is curated there is really, really exceptional, though, and I only know they're going to continue to grow and improve. Um, so that's that's sort of like the new and exciting spot that we have in the valley. Um, but of course, I mean, goodness, Girl in the Fig, such an incredible staple. Um, El Dorado Kitchen, Boxcar Fried Chicken and Waffles. Which oh is, yeah, oh yeah. Have mm-hmm. you guys been? Have you checked I've it not, out? No. I was there before because wasn't that Fremont? 
it was diner before yeah. so i went there when it was fremont diner yeah but. so it's i mean it's still you know the same that really good southern southern cooking southern mm. staples um but you got to check it out it's great mm-hmm. i think they've they've added some some cool new stuff to their menu um and they're always doing like seasonal preparations i mean i was there a couple weeks ago and everything was like peaches <laughs> peach, everything peach cobbler peach salad like peaches in your milkshakes and Whoa. it was i was like yes i'm i'm here for this i'm on board with it like, I, I, and i love that it's like that's that if you if you are incorporating what the season offers you are doing it right for sure and that's more of kind of roadside diner vibe ish oh yeah okay. for sure but in but in like a like very like authentic wine country kind of way you know? <laughs> <laughs> like yes it is off the side of the road but there's plenty of you know you don't feel like you're off the side of a road right, necessarily. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. and there's like gorgeous vineyards in the background and you can sit outside you can sit inside um it's a cool spot yeah it's a pairing time it is. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very specific challenge here. Okay. Okay. I'll let you do the honors. Okay. So, um, what on a good night going home? What would be your favorite pairing of music, food, and wine? Ooh, that is like yeah, drum roll, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, time set the timer sixty minutes. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my gosh. Um, well, yeah, we do. There's a lot of wine in my household for sure. Um, I, I mean, it's summertime. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to say I just love rosé mm-hmm. um, to sip on, not necessarily pairing with certain things unless it's like maybe seafood. But my go-to is probably a cab or a Merlot. Um, if I'm going to get AVA specific, I would say. <laughs> Like a like Moon Mountain Cab, mm-hmm. um, I love Cayman Estate Wines. Um, Robert Cayman, he makes some incredible Cabernet Sauvignons. Definitely, um, definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. Um, with a steak, mm-hmm. with probably a ribeye, um, and the music. Ah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Van Morrison or Bob Marley. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I'm a I'm a sort of yeah seventies and eighties rock kind of girl. I like it. <laughs> That's we, a good one. What would you guys choose? What's What's your um? You can it, say beer too. Don't feel like you have yeah, to. Yeah, my. I was yeah. like, oh god, it's gonna be a Kolsch with like a burger. No, <laughs> I'm like no. I think mine was a Moscow Mule. Yours was. I, nice. I broke the rules. I was the first to break the rules. Ah, that's true. <laughs> Somebody has to. Exactly. Yeah, keeps it interesting. <laughs> I, I can't remember what was. What else? Could, yeah. Oh, well, and some really solid mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think my music was Linkin Park, too. Of course. <laughs> as, it's, as it should be. Really? As it should be. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. <laughs> so weird. No. <laughs> uh, so I, mine was um, <clears throat> a Pinot Noir. Mm. Um, if I had to choose an AVA there, I would probably choose or region, Carneros region. Love it. Of course. Um, and then, uh, oh, with chicken fingers and french fries. 
but like panko crust of like really fancy, you know, <laughs> the like good seasoning in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None yeah. of like the frozen like Tyson <laughs> nuggets. No, exactly. Like, the McDonald's yeah. drive-through. Exactly. <laughs> Chick Fil A. <laughs> I'm sure you could. I'm waiting for somebody to do like fast food and wine pairings just for the heck of it. That. That's like, a good that idea. Be, I mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, get, I think get. we have a future show now. Ah! <laughs> love, it, love it. Love it. Taste testing. We've had, in the past month or so, we've had a, a few chefs in, and yeah. they have had, we've asked them the same pairing question, and they have given the most specifically detailed answers you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. It was, it, they've been very funny. Oh, I would be so, I know, I think I need, I need to listen to a few more episodes because I saw you guys have had, um, oh my gosh, his, his name's escaping me, the, um, the husband-wife team that does Single, single Thread. Guy, yeah. Chef Kyle. Oh my gosh. Single Thread. He, oh, I'm so curious to know what his was. He made, <laughs> he may set the record for the most specific. Yeah. He was oh, like, yeah. He was like down to the detail. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it is uh, Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers Alliance. Uh, what's the best website for people? SonomaValleyWine.com. And we are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Sonoma Valley Wine. So when you're liking and subscribing to Rock and Vino, you should like and subscribe to Sonoma Valley Wine as well. So, <laughs> homework to do after this episode. And uh, yeah, check out Sonoma Valley and all of the great wines and things to do and check it all out. Come visit us. Excellent. And uh, yeah, Andreana Duckworth, Sonoma Valley Vintners, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Fun. Appreciate it.